The Student Ministry Podcast you're about to hear is a sermon preached at the 2011 West Coast Baptist Teen Camp by Pastor Dave Delaney. Pastor Delaney pastors the Shawnee Baptist Church in Louisville, Kentucky, and we hope this message will be a blessing to you. For more sermon resources, please visit preaching.lancasterbaptist.org. Matthew chapter 5, and then verse number 6. We talked on Tuesday morning about the first three, and talked about that's what, that's what, we, are, that's what we are, that's what we're supposed to be, as humble people who walk with this humility. And then verse number 6 talks about what our aim is supposed to be. Blessed are they which do hunger and thirst after righteousness, for they shall be filled. Circle, circle that word righteousness because that's that in essence is what's supposed to be the aim of our life. It's supposed to be the we're shooting with with our lives at being these righteous people, and you can't be that outside of God, outside of Christ. And so, what happens in our society, what happens in our culture, is that people start craving for these different hungers. And they start craving and having these different thirst in this life as opposed to having the thirst for God and for righteousness and for good. They have the thirst for self. They have the crave for their own satisfaction. And there's never any type, any type of satisfaction or fulfillment that comes from pursuing anything other than God and His plan for your life. And that's, in essence, what Jesus tells his disciples here. He says, he says, with your life, with your life, it ought to be this constant pursuit of God. It ought to be this constant chasing after, this constant desiring or craving or yearning for God in your life. For his presence to be evidenced in your life. You see, but what most, what most people do is most people, they're hungry. They just don't know what they're hungry for. So, so, so they have this void. They have this craving. They have this desire in their life. They just they don't know how to fill that craving or desire in their life. And so they look to everything except the one thing that can fulfill. They look to everything except the one thing that can satisfy. They look to everything except the one thing that, that is uh, uh, satisfactory in that, that internal longing or searching or craving after, ultimately, God. I'm parking my car in downtown Louisville. I had a meeting with uh, a couple uh, lawyers. And so I'm, I'm parking my car. And they, they, there's no... There's no spots except for this one, and I have to parallel park. Okay? Parallel parking is ridiculous. How many of you agree with me on that? Okay? Parallel parking is retarded. I absolutely hate parallel parking. They have cars now that'll parallel park for you. Have you seen that? Those things are incredible. And so I pull up, and that wasn't my car. I pull up, and I start trying to back into my spot. And this homeless man is across the street, and he's kind of watching me. And so, as I get about halfway into the spot, this homeless man comes running across the street. And 
he stands behind my car and he begins to like wave me into the parking spot. And he's telling me, turn your wheels, cut. And he's doing this. Number. I'm already halfway into the parking spot, understand. And he's doing this and he kind of squares me up like this. And he walks out to the end of my car and he makes sure I'm in line that way. And he makes sure I'm in line that way. And he walks back over. And by this time, I've gotten out of the car. And he goes, yep. Yep, I got you in there, didn't I? I said, what? He said, I got you in that spot, didn't I? I go, oh, yeah. He goes, I don't think you could have got in there if I wouldn't have come over and helped you. I was like, yeah, I don't, I don't know, man. I said, I, I, I appreciate your help, buddy, thanks. And so I went to walk on to my meeting, and he goes, so what are you going to give me to thank me? Oh, I don't, what are you talking about? He goes, well, I mean, aren't you going to thank me? I got you in this spot. You should give me something to thank me, don't you think? I mean, just give me a buck or two or, or, or however much spare change you have in your pocket. And I said, oh, no, no, no. I said, oh, I don't, I don't, I don't give money to people like that. I'm sorry. I said, I, I was already parked in the spot. I mean, I was halfway in, and you came running across the street. And he goes, he goes what? I mean, how is, how is that being grateful? I mean, that's a, that's a real nice way to, to show how grateful you are to somebody who just helped you out. I mean, I'm a, I'm a starving man. I came over here and I helped you out. And I said, well, I said, here's the deal. So I said, right up the road is a Wendy's. I said, and I'm on my way to the meeting, but I got a few minutes. I said, if you'll walk up the road with me to Wendy's, I'll walk in. I'll buy you, I'll buy you anything you want on the menu and, um, and, 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 and give you that. And so you could, you, could be, uh, you could be filled and you could have some food in your tummy. And then I'm going to go on my way. I said, but I'm not going to give you cash and feed your addictions. And he says, he looks right at me and he says, you little blankety-blank-blank. That's some, that's some way to thank a veteran of the United States Army and turn around and walked away. You know what that guy really needed? That guy really needed a good lunch. That guy really needed a nice meal. And I'm not saying Wendy's is a nice meal, but hey, at least it's something, right? I mean, the guy really needed a sandwich. That's what the guy needed. But that's not, that's not, that's not, that's not what he thought he needed. You see, what he thought he needed was some cash so he can go buy his cigarettes and buy his beer. That's what, that's what he wanted to do. He had this need, but he was completely oblivious to it. And that's where a lot of people are when it comes to pursuing after God. They, they have this need, this, this craving, this desire, this want, and, and they, they're longing for God. They just have no way to comprehend how they need him. They're they're so hungry and so thirsty and so longing and so craving after God. But then they, they come to teen camp and they listen to the preaching of the word of God or they go to church and then they stand up and they walk out because that's not what I wanted. That's not, just give me the cash. Just give me the cash. Okay, so, so how, do, how, do we, how do we get there, right? How do we, how do we make sure that our aim there's, 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 there's a couple ways. Here's first of all. First of all, through, what's, through the word justification. Write that word down. Justification. Somebody tell me. Somebody raise your hand and tell me what justification is. Come on. Raise your hand and tell me what justification is. Anybody know? What's justification? What? To be justified, which means what, though? 
Just as if I never sinned. Very good. Justification, right? This next to the word justification is salvation. Justification equals salvation. That's what justification is. Some of you got saved earlier this week, and when you did, you got justified. That's what you got. You got just, that's the Bible term for it. It's justification, okay? That's a, that's a one-time deal. You get justified. You get saved, okay? You're justified. It's just as if I never sinned. And when you get saved, when you get justified, listen to me, when you get saved, when you get justified, you are saved from sin's penalty. Write that down. You're saved from sin's penalty. Now, that's important to know. Okay, that's important to know. Because you're not saved from sin's presence. You're not saved from sin's power. You're saved from sin's penalty. When you're justified, when you're saved, when you have that, that moment of belief, that's why that's, when, you, when you have that, we'll get to that in a second, you have that moment of belief, it's called justification And it's a one-time deal where you are saved from sin's penalty so that you will never, that you can never, that you will never, that you have to never go to a place that the Bible calls hell. Do you understand? Justification. Justification, you're saved from sin's penalty. So part of learning to pursue after God, part of learning to, to to hunger and thirst after righteousness, according to Matthew chapter 5, part of learning how to do that is justification. Once you're saved, you're saved from sin's penalty, and you're saved, and now you can, with your life, begin to pursue after this righteousness. Here's why you can't do it before. Here's why you can't do it before, because your righteousness is as filthy rags, Isaiah. Your your righteousness is as filthy rags. Your works, the best thing you have to offer God, if you're not saved, if you're not justified, God looks at it and says, that's like a a greasy, mechanic, diesel engine rag that you use to check the oil. I mean, it's, it's dirty, it's filthy. That's the best we have to offer God in and of ourselves, all by ourselves. Okay, so justification, you're saved from sin's penalty, but doesn't the pursuit... And the hungering and thirsting after God doesn't just, oh, okay, now I'm saved, I'm good, right? No, no, no. Now, there's the process of, listen, sanctification. Okay, so there's justification. You're saved from sin's penalty. Okay, then there is the sanctification. And what sanctification is, is a battle over sin's power. Write that down. Sanctification is the battle over sin's power. So, now look, well, you write that down, then you look up here. You, you wonder why, okay, I got saved, I got forgiven of my sins. I, you, you didn't get forgiven, you got forgiven of all your sins, but specifically, you got forgiven from sin's penalty, right? And so, we still sin. Well, what do we do with those things? Well, we confess. You can't just ignore those. You can't just go, oh, I sinned. I'm good, man. I'm a, I, I got that justification thing. Check me off. I'm good. Don't worry about me now. I can do whatever I want. And that's where, that's where Paul writes and says, is there grace so that we may sin? God forbid. That's what he says. You, you, we're not given grace so that we can just keep sinning, keep sinning, keep sinning, keep sinning, keep sinning, keep sinning. That doesn't make any sense. Okay, so I'm saved from sin's penalty when I'm justified. And now in my sanctification, Sanctification, write this down. Sanctification is the process of becoming like Christ. 
Sanctification is the process of becoming like Christ. Let me ask you this. You answer. You raise, somebody raise your hand and answer. When will we be most like Christ? When? 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 When we're in heaven. Right, okay. So while we're on this earth, what are we supposed to do? We're supposed to go, I can't ever be like Christ. I'll just give up, right? No, no, no. It's still, it's that dying to the flesh. It's that daily dying that Paul talked about. It's the confession of sin. It's the striving to be more like the, uh, the person that uh, characterizes the Beatitudes here. It's being kind. It's being patient. It's being obedient. All of those things, look at me, all of those things help you on the process of sanctification. That's what Paul writes and says, sanctify yourselves. You can't, you can't save yourself, can you? you can't, I mean, you, I can't save myself. You can't save yourself. God saves us at that moment of justification. But when we begin to live out this sanctification, now that's ultimately, look at me, that's ultimately where we learn to pursue and learn to crave and learn to hunger and learn to thirst after God is in that sanctification process where we're, where we're, where we're, where we're we're striving, we're working, we're living by faith, we're confessing our sin, we're loving God, we're doing right. But guess what happens? In every person's life here, mine included, guess what happens? One step forward, two steps back. I mean, I do really good, and I do really good, and I, and I treat people right, and I'm kind, and I say the right thing, and I obey God there, and then all of a sudden, boom, I mess up. I respond with a really bad attitude. That's it. It's a step back in the sanctification process. I I was less like Christ today than I was yesterday. And what learning to pursue after God and learning how to hunger and thirst after righteousness is learning how to draw closer to God and draw closer to God and be made more into his image and more into his image. And ultimately, friend, do you know where we learn to be most like Christ There's a show called The Biggest Losers. You ever seen that show? <laughs> oh, man, you got excited about The Biggest Losers. Like, yes, chunky people. It, they take these people on this show, and they first get there, and they have this mirror. You obviously all know about it. You all laugh, like, hysterically. They, they, they have this mirror, and they'll, they'll, they'll have the person stand in front of the mirror, and then they, they outline the person's figure. They take this chalk and they, they outline the person's figure on the mirror. And it's not a pleasant sight, okay? And then throughout the show, what they'll do is they'll bring that person back to the mirror occasionally. And they'll stand there in front of the mirror and they'll see where they are with that first initial drawing or chalk on the mirror. Right, And so it's this constantly they're bringing people back. And sometimes they bring them back to where this outline was and they're outside the line. I mean, they're, they're outside of where they were when they first got there. And then, but that's not the goal, right? I mean, that, that defeats the point, okay? So it, it's, it's, you're supposed to be inside. You're supposed to be reducing that, right? And so throughout the whole show, then finally at the very end of the show, the, the figure's like way out here. Then they've, they've lost all this weight and they've, they've done this and they've been healthy and they've exercised and they've, they've made themselves a better person, right? Well, in the life of a Christian, do you know what that, what that examining mirror is in the life of the Christian? 
You see, so every day you're to bring yourself to the word of God and hold it up and go, all right, I'm outside the lines where I was yesterday. Or, man, yes, great day yesterday. God, that was awesome. Thank you for your grace and your mercy. Thank you for being patient with me and being kind. Now today, I, I, I want to serve you more. I want to tell more people that I want to be more obedient. I want to be, I want to be kinder. I want to be nicer. I want to be sweeter. I want to be, I want to be more patient. I want to be whatever. And it's all, it's all held here. Here's, here's what it's not. Come here. Here's what it's not. Let's say this is super, super Sam the spiritual, right? This is, this is not me coming up to him and going, uh, how do I measure up compared to him? Uh, man, you know, he's skinnier than I am. He's tall. He's uglier than I am. But he's wearing a, a Pikachu shirt, which is completely ridiculous. Why would you even, who owns one of those things? Zip that up, man. There you go. And um, so it, it's, it's not me comparing myself to spiritual Sam. I'm not trying to be him. I'm trying to be like this. You see, and that's a, that's a mistake a lot of us make in our pursuit of, of Christ-likeness is that we think it's this guy or that guy thinks. And these people can be good examples in our life, but they're not the goal with our life. The goal is Christ. So sanctification, you're saved from sin's penalty. And then, and then, or justification, you're saved from sin's penalty. And sanctification, it's, uh, it's, the, it's the battling against sin's penalty power and then finally and then here's here's the good thing finally one day you step into eternity and you're saved from sin's presence you're saved from sin's presence do you know you'll never be completely saved from sin's presence until you're in heaven that's it that's the that's the only way it's the only way that's why Paul, I mean, you would think if anybody had like made it in this life, spiritually speaking, you'd think it would be Paul. But that's why Paul writes and says, I'm the chiefest among sinners. That sinners, that's, that's, that's in the, it's in, it's a, it's a, it's an active continual verb, right? And so it's, it, that's the tense there of that phrase. So I'm the chiefest among sinners currently, right now, not way back then, right now, currently. In the process of sanctification, Paul says, I've messed up so many times. Well, one day, one day, I'm saved from sins. I'm saved from sins presence. It's not even, it's not even in, in existence. Learning to pursue God with your life. Learning to pursue God with your life is learning. And that, where we are today, that process of, of sanctification, you're saved, but you're not in eternity yet. And so in this process of sanctification right here, learning how to hold that up and go, okay, thanks God. You're a little bit better, a little bit better, a little bit better. That's why Paul says, I count not myself to have apprehended, but this one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forth into those things which are before, I press toward the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus, my Lord. What's, what's the aim of your life what's the aim of your life thank you for listening to this student ministry 127 podcast for more sermon resources visit preaching.lancasterbaptist.org and for information about west coast baptist college visit wcbc.edu